Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your word and how it's changed our lives. Lord, I thank you for this book. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that, Lord, just for trusting in you. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that you increase our trust, our faith, Lord, and just, uh, Lord, just help us to love you all the much more. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Psalms chapter 27 and verse number 14. Psalms chapter 27. I'm going to get there myself. Bible says in Psalm chapters 27 and verse number 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of a good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. You know, waiting's hard on the Lord. Waiting period is hard, especially if you struggle with patience. I remember a preacher got, got up and told me one day, he said, you don't want to ever pray for patience. And you know how it is. You get kind of, you know, you get that. Oh Yeah. I'll pray for patience. <laughs> you're, fixing, you're fixing to learn something. <laughs> it might take you a while, but you're going to learn. You're going to learn, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and the Lord will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You know, David wrote this. David knew a lot about waiting on the Lord. Since Samuel came up there and said, you know what, you're going to be king, and you know, it wasn't right away, and he goes over there and, and defeats David, or defeats Goliath. Then Saul's chasing him off. He's going to have to live in caves. A couple of them, new people coming to him, people that are just like me. Just horrible people. I mean, you read about it over there. These weren't like the, these were man's men, you know what I mean? Just men with problems. And David became a captain over them. I mean, oh, I'm supposed to be a king? <laughs> Not right now, you ain't. You're going to have to wait. And he had to wait. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. You know, the good courage, which means there's a bad courage. One maybe of unbelief. One maybe you just, you don't want to go do what you ought to do. Like go pass out a track like Brother Mike was saying. Instead, you just want to sit around and not do that. Or not have enough courage just to hand you that track like Brother Rocco gave me after cussing at his kids. Not at his kids, I didn't mean it like that, but cussing in front of his kids as a lost person. He had enough grace to give me a track. You know what, I don't care what this guy's going to think of me, I'm going to give him a track anyway. And 20 years later, here's what God's done. You never know. But if you're of a good courage, wait on the Lord. Be of a good courage. And the Lord will strengthen that heart. You know, it just brings up that strength, that trust. You know, you need that. You need that. All those things. Moses knew some things on weight. Turn over there to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter number 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31. In verse number one, these are Moses' last words. 
some of his last words. After this, he's going to die. Joshua's going to take over. So he says this. He gives this. He tells this to the people. It says, And Moses went and spake these words in verse number 1 unto all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, He will go over before thee, and He will destroy these nations from before thee. And thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord hath said. And the Lord shall do unto them as He did to Sion and of Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom He destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye might do unto them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, he is it that doeth go with thee, and he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. So he told that to the people. Moses told that to the people. Then he tells this to Joshua in verse number 7. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people and unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Now look over at verse number 21, or 23, excuse me. It says, And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge. He charged him this. This personal. And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge. And he said, Be strong and of a good courage. For thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I have sware unto them. And he charged him, you know what? Be strong and have a good courage. Turn just a couple more pages over there to Joshua. Chapter number 1. See, Moses told him this. Be strong and have a good courage. Be strong and have a good courage. Be strong and have a good courage. He heard that three times. And now the Lord's fixing to tell him the same thing three times. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan that thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. You know, those are promises that still ain't happened. There shall not be any man able to stand before thee all the days of the life as I go with Moses. So will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. This is what he says here. He says, be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance, the land which I swear unto them, their fathers, to give them. Verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper with ever, whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth. Pay attention to this verse. But thou shalt meditate upon it there day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Amen. 
A lot of that being strong and being courageous. And where he's going to have to go is dependent on this book. Your life depends a lot on this book. Being courageous, being just, it depends on this book. A good courage. I seen the Lord do it. I heard him do it. I heard that his story did it. It depends on this book. Don't let it depart. And in verse number nine, it says, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. You know, he tells him there in verse number six, he says, be strong and of a good courage. You know why he tells him that? Because he's, he's going to have to go across the Jordan. And he's got to make sure all these, I mean, the priest's got to go first, and you've got to stay a certain distance behind that, and then you got to, you know, all these things got to be right. You've got to build this monument here, build this one in the river. Go on. You're going to have to cross that Jordan with all these people. And then he says in verse number 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous. You know why? Because now you're going to have to go. You're going to, once you do that, you're going to have to just keep going on. you got to, buddy, now, now it's Jericho time. You know, in Jericho, you know, you know what I want you to do? What do you want me to do? I'm just going to go and kill. No, 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 no. You're going to go around the thing six times and just blow trumpets. What? <laughs> be strong. Be very courageous. And then on the seventh day, you're going to go around it seven times, blow the trumpets. And on the seventh one, then you're going to shout and the walls are going to run. Then you can kill everybody. Okay. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him. Amen. You better read that book. You know, it don't make sense to me, but it makes sense to God. He's going to get the glory. Amen. But I see this and have not I commanded thee be not be strong in verse number nine. I apologize. Have not I commanded thee be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. You know why he says that? Because it's going to happen. You're going to get scared. You're going to get disfeared. You're going to get dismayed. You know why? Because Ankin's going to sin. Turn over there. Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7. If you don't remember it. And in verse number 7. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. He said this right after the 36 were killed, after they came back from that battle. He said, man, I thought we was going to conquer everybody. Why don't you just leave us back there? And the Lord says, know what? You can go out there and you find them. And you're going to burn them, you're going to stone them, then you're going to burn them with fire, and then you're going to cover them with a huge pile of stones. Praise God for the Old Testament. (laughs) Amen. I'll be right there with that guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) All he did was cover a little bit of gold. But you weren't supposed to do that. God said no. Joshua said, you know what? He got, he got feared, dismayed. And you look at that first verse in verse number 8, the comforting words of God. It says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. 
Take all the people of war with thee and go arise and go up to Ai. You know what? He's just going to do it again. So I, thought, I was thinking to myself, I said, you got this be strong and be of good courage, but you know what? There's Weight's not really in there. Weight's not in there. I said, why isn't it in there? I got to thinking. <laughs> they already been waiting 40 years. <laughs> Pretty simple answer. I go, why, why wait? Because no, they've been waiting. They ain't been waiting 40 years. They already have been. So oh, that makes sense. Their waiting's done. They've been wandering, walking, and in the wilderness. But you know why they's doing that? Because they didn't believe. We take a lot of that out, don't we? And you believe. Just believe. Wait on the Lord. Be of a good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Turn over to the book of Luke. Chapter number 8. We'll just look at these people here. Luke chapter 8. I love reading about the Lord. New Testament, just, I mean, this is another one of those passages just kind of make you smile. Just, you know, you, you just wish you was there, you know. Like, what, how did he say that, you know? It just, uh, always makes me smile. Luke chapter 8, and in verse number 40. Make sure I'm in the right place here. Y'all there? Say amen. 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 And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet, and he besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only one daughter about twelve years of age, and she lay dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood was stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? And when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and thou sayest, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceived that virtue has gone out of me. I didn't hear any laughter in that part, but if you got to read your Bible real close, like I told you, we was talking about Peter, and I didn't pick this out because of that. But if you read this, this is funny. Yes, it is. It's real funny. Okay, it says, and the lady came behind him and touched him. Right, verse number forty-four came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, "Who touched me?" <laughs> so all these people are just, I mean, tight to Jesus like this, you know. Everybody's about him. You know, I don't know how it was, but I mean, everybody's in. You can't tell who touched Jesus. And here comes Peter and the disciples, right? And you know what they're going to do? They're going to mock Jesus. That's right. When all denied, Peter and they were with him, said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee. And you're saying, who touched me? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's what it is. Who touched me? What I mean, you're Jesus. You tell us who touched you. You know who did it. You know, just, I mean, you gotta, I mean, it's funny. It is. And Jesus said, somebody had touched me for I perceived that virtue's gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she, she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. 
And she said, and he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. And while he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only. And she, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house and he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden, and all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came in, and she arose straightway. And he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished. But he charged them that they should tell no man that what was done. You know, I'd just like to talk just a little bit about waiting on the Lord. In this passage here, I see, I see that, I see these people were waiting for the Lord. In verse number 40, it says, It came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. You know, they're just waiting on the Lord. Just waiting for him. Waiting to get around this guy that's doing all the miracles. Waiting just to hear his voice. Waiting just to see what he's going to do next. Waiting just to see somebody get healed. Waiting for him just to teach him something. Waiting for him just to get in their presence. And they thronged him, and he says in verse number 25, according to, says, and they thronged him and pressed on him. Verse number 40 says, they gladly received him. I like that. You gladly receiving the Lord's word this morning? You got to gladly receive him. But you know who else I see who's waiting on the Lord here? I see this lady. This lady's waiting on, waiting on him. It says, the woman have an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physicians. Neither could be healed of any. Came behind him and touched his garment. Now she'd been waiting 12 years. 12 years she'd been waiting. Doctors couldn't heal her. She'd go over there to the doctor's office and, you know, Hey, I've, you know, this happened way back when, and you know, I, you know, year one goes by, and well, I don't know. So, so she goes over to this other doctor, you know, the second year, waiting. And that problem doesn't get worked out, you know, and she goes over to this other doctor, this other physician, year 10. Oh, why don't you do this, this, and this, and this? Nope, that didn't work. And year 11 rolls around, and she goes over here and says, Well, what's your diet like? You know, you got, you got high cholesterol? <laughs> You're high cholesterol. You know, WebMD and Google Doctor wasn't around back then, but Jesus was. Amen. Twelve years she'd been waiting. Twelve years. And none of them worked. Diet, didn't, what happened? Exercise, sleeping, and stressed out. Waiting on the Lord. Turn it over to Mark chapter 5 and we'll just stay right there. This is another account of it. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5 and in verse number 21. says, And when Jesus was passed over again by the ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus, Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, 
had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but she grew worse. Man. So she grew worse. She's at the time of like death. She knows all hope's gone. These people don't even know what they're doing. And all she knows, she goes, I just got to, I just got to get to Jesus. For she said in verse number 28, no, no, back up. For when she heard of Jesus. And I like that. What you heard of Jesus this morning? What you heard of how Jesus helped somebody? Well, I know she probably heard, she heard about the maniac at Dara probably. You remember that maniac that was up there that was living in the graveyard running around naked cutting himself up there? She, Jesus healed that guy. No way. Yeah. Healed that guy. Healed this blind guy. Changed the water into wine. Healed the deaf. Everybody that's came to him, he's healed him by the nighttime. Every single person. Yeah, I got to get to this guy. I got to get to this guy. She's just going to get to him. And this belief she has, for she said, if I just may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Be strong and have a good courage. and Wait on the Lord. And she's just going to press on. She pressed through that crowd. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, Who touched my clothes? So now we know that it was all the disciples mocking him. But this lady, you know, it took some courage. Took some strength. And she had to plug into Jesus. And she believed when she got there. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that all was done her, came and fell down before him and told her all the truth. You know what? You can't hide from God. Notice here that God's looking for her. Who is the one that I wanted to touch me? He says, man, I want to find her. I want to know who it is. He's looking for that one. Jesus is looking for you today. He's always like that. Adam, where art thou? You know why he's hiding? You know why anybody hides? Pretty simple. Read because of sin. You involved in sin this morning? You're probably hiding. But if you're not, you're probably looking for the Lord. Just want to touch him. Just want to be in his presence. You can't hide from him. She's waiting on him. She sought him. And she walked after him. She found him. And she was healed. You know who else I see waiting on the Lord? This Jarius. Verse number 22. And he said, Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly. Man, he was just searching for the Lord greatly. And by all means in this text, he was the first person 
to get to Jesus. He was the first person. He gets up there and he says, man, I got this daughter and she's, she's about ready to die. Would you just come heal her? He says, I will. So he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. You know, this guy watched this daughter grow up. Watched the wife braid her hair, comb her hair, bought her things, bought her new clothes. I imagine she was homeschooled. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I just imagine, you know, it ain't doctrine, don't quote me on that. (laughs) But you know, he just uh, taught her about the Bible. Taught her about the flood. Taught her about the ark. Taught her about the Ten Commandments. And you just got to wait. You got to wait to see what happens, man. She's going to die. She's at the point of death. It's the only daughter he's got. And it's precious to him. In verse number 25, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched me? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. So he'd been waiting all this time just to get to Jesus. Right? And he's like, Look, man, my daughter's about ready to die. We need to go. Jesus is going to her house. And now, who is this lady? (laughs) What do you mean? What's going on? I got to wait for this lady? She's got a problem too. You know what I find that's interesting in this passage? He's got a daughter of 12 years. And she's got a blood issue of 12 years. And they're both waiting on the Lord. So here he stopped. Wait on the Lord. Be of a good courage and the Lord will strengthen thine heart. And the disciples are mocking. <laughs> what do you mean who touched you? And then everything's progress has stopped. And all of a sudden, you know, they finally find her. I don't know how much time that, that happened. She finally comes up and the Bible says she told her all the truth. Now, I don't know if you've been around certain people, but when I imagine all the truth... <laughs> Like, can we speed this thing up a little bit? <laughs> it all started 12 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. You know, it, but I know all Jarius is just like, man, I, my daughter's dying. <laughs> can you speed this up? You been, you been there? <laughs> but she tell him all the truth. Impatience is growing out. Antsy. Maybe he's even starting to think a little bit ill of her. I mean, lady, I don't care about your 12-year-old problem. 
No, you've got a 12-year-old problem too. <laughs> Why are we stopped here? Can't you hurry up? I was here first. <laughs> Verse number 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and behold thy plague. Pay attention to this. And while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which had said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master? You see that? So do you think he heard what Jesus just said to her right there? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. In verse number 36, says, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. You know, maybe he didn't hear the last words Jesus spoke. Only the words of the woman who was healed. Maybe he's just sitting there the whole time and he's just waiting for that lady just to get done. But he's hearing everything that she said. Here's another try. I just didn't think of this. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't want to listen. I don't think that was the case, but certainly that's some people's cases. They don't want to listen to other people. Even when faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, if you don't listen, you're going to have problems in life. Be not afraid or dismayed, discouraged, saddened. Be not afraid, only believe, he says. And he suffered no man. I mean, his worst fear has come true. His daughter's dead. Be not afraid, only believe. You know, sometimes you, must, you might just need to see a miracle happen to someone else. Before you believe what's going to happen to you. Can I say that again? Sometimes you just might need to see a miracle happen to someone else. Before you're going to believe it's going to happen to you. You might just need to. You know, because some people just don't have that belief. Did Jarius hear that? Did, did Jarius see her touch that garment? No. What did he hear? She said, Lord, I just know that I just came up and if I just touched that garment, that I'd be healed. He's like, what? Believe only. Be not afraid. He didn't see her do it. He just had to believe. She just had to believe. Be strong and have good courage. I think of Joshua's spies. Joshua sent out them spies. And they feared him. Joshua chapter 2 and verse 2 says, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. Joshua didn't see that. He'd just seen these guys. These guys just come back and told him, man, this is what they said. And he's like, yeah, we're gone. We're doing this. That was all he needed. And the Lord, obviously. Wait on the Lord. Be of a good courage. The Lord will strengthen thine heart. 
Look at verse number 38. And he cometh to the house, the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. You know, what a horrible atmosphere. Worst fear. What a hard time to believe right then, huh? And in verse number 39, it says, And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. And I hate to make it light of it, but it, I don't know if this is like a Jesus joke. I would really have loved to have been here when Jesus said this. Because obviously the mood, I mean, it's very sobering. But Jesus comes into there, and when he was come in, he saith unto him, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. <laughs> and that's a Jesus joke. <laughs> but, but he's being serious. And it says, And they laughed him to scorn. But he had put them all out. He taketh the father and the mother and the damsel, and them that were with him, and entering with the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha Kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say then, arise. And straightway the damsel rose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. And that's, that's kind of funny too. <laughs> you know, they were astonished with a great astonishment. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's really astonished. It's more than really astonished. It's greatly astonished. Like I said, I don't know what that, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know. But God will do that to somebody. Jesus will do that to somebody. I got friends that look at me and they're astonished with a great astonishment. Mike, I was talking with one on the phone yesterday, being the soul winning. I mean, I've been saved 20 years now and I haven't hang around this guy for 20 years. I periodically help him out. He likes to remind me of stuff that I used to do. But that was the past. You remember? I saw I kind of giggle. Praise the Lord, I don't do that no more. It changed you. He healed you. But you still got to wait on the Lord. Be of a good courage. And He'll strengthen your heart. Verse number 43, And He charged them straightly that no man should know it. And He commanded that something should be given her to eat. And I like that. And you know what? She needs something to eat. I always kind of imagine, I told you, this is what I imagine when I read my Bible. I imagine she got some, you know, like a strawberry Belgian waffle or something, some whipped cream on it. Probably not the case, but that's what I would have said. And she wants a strawberry Belgian waffle with whipped cream. <laughs> you, know, you know? But, I mean, amen. You back from the dead? I'm hungry. Jesus did, was. Jesus did. He came back from the dead. He came in there. Peace be on He said, have you any meat? <laughs> That's what he said. And they go, yeah, I got something. Go, what do you got? I got a piece of broiled fish and a piece of ant honeycomb. I was like, man, that sounds kind of good. <laughs> broiled fish and a ant honeycomb. That first thing he ate when he came back. Broiled fish and not honey, but the honeycomb. Amen. You can study that out all you want, but it's cool. 
<laughs> That's funny. I like that. Give her something to eat. How about you, Christian? You waiting? You watching? You waiting on the Lord? Being of a good courage? Not of a bad courage? You've been born again. I see most of the people in here, we're all a bunch of believers. We're all believers, praise God. But you know what? There's other people out there that haven't been. Like Brother Mike was talking about. Maybe grab some tracks. Be an encouragement out to them. Have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved? Because we're all sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that Bible says, with the mouth the confession is made unto salvation. And it says, uh, But thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. You know, it's about believing. About having that heart too. That verse always stuck out to me when I got saved. I struggled with that verse. That's why when I read that Bible and I see those heart contexts, it means something. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth the confession is made unto salvation. Now the Lord willed that none should perish. Amen. And we'd have the Mike come up and sing some songs. and Actually turn up to Psalm 27 real quick. We'll close with this verse. Psalm 27. What's neat is the verse right before the one we just read. <clears throat> said Psalm chapter 27 and verse number 13. said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Where was you at when you believed? I know I was about ready to faint. To see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of a good courage. And He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. See His, see his goodness today. You seen His goodness today? Amen. Brother Mike, we sing uh, How Great Thou Art. Let's sing that one. Time invitation. Let's go. Come on up. That's a little bit unusual. We just stand and it's hard waiting on the Lord, not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing. But even though you not know, you can still believe. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Thank you, brother.